there's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. This episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. How you going, Matt? Thanks for joining us on the show. No worries, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, it's good talking uh, action figures. Bit of pre-roll. Yes, pre-roll absolutely. <laughs> but, we're, uh, all, we're all nerds under the hood, man. <laughs> metal, metal, and nerd, nerdism, nerd, nerdism. Just, I don't know. Nerd, it's, it just goes, goes hand in hand, man. It does, it just bro. Goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> well, of course, the ascended, your band, who I I, I love very much. Awesome, thank you. Fucking band, you guys. Uh, I like band too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. You want to be in a like band that you like. Um, I like it. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And your new album, The Dark, is out on September 17. And, uh, dude, this thing is catchy as hell. And it's album number two, I believe, for you guys. Yes, correct. Yep. Number two. Yeah. Uh, man, so much has happened since uh, that album came out, too. Awaken Within. Um, mm. Was that 2018? 2018, yeah. wasn't it? It was 2018, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, obviously, a lot's happened between then and this one. When did yep. the writing actually start for The Dark? Uh, so it probably, I'd say 2019 it started. We're normally, in normal circumstances, you know, we're normally a pretty quick writing, releasing band and hard work. And we normally, you know, quick yep. turnaround, get music out there. So 2019 it started because we released Shadow Walker, the single in 2019, and that was well into well not well into the rose that was kind of the first couple of songs for the dark were written at that time uh so yeah 2019 is when it uh, started yeah awesome man well it sounds amazing too like it sounds really fucking good where where did you guys record it uh so we recorded with a good friend of ours uh adam b metal he's uh been a producer involved in our music since the very first ep but this time we decided to give him the reins to do the mixing and everything and it was in his home studio um so we did it all in a home studio it sounds awesome, dude. As I said, like, yeah, he's done an unbelievable <laughs> job. Like, yeah, yeah, we let him just like he did Shadow Walker, and yeah. we were like, all right, um, you know, that sounded great. Let's give him the reins for the whole record and go go the whole way. And we did live drums on this one, which we hadn't done before. Yeah, so true. Awaken Within, and even the Shadow Walker, the single that originally came out was programmed drums, uh, but this time we actually managed to get the live drums recorded, and then yeah, just uh, home studio and gave him the reins to do it all. Where'd you do the drums? Were they done in that studio as well? Uh, no, so we did the drums. Um, Jake, our drummer, is a drum teacher at a local high school, uh, and we did it at the high school that we, that I went to, and that yeah. everyone else in the band had worked at some stage. So we all have a connection to this high school, uh, and yeah, we recorded it in their music room on the school holidays. <laughs> That's insane because drums can yeah. be notoriously drums and vocals can be notoriously hard to capture. Oh, look, mate, the drums was a battle. We had we set ourselves a challenge: five days. We spent two and a half days getting it to work. The interface was just not playing ball with us oh, and we man. couldn't track. So two and a half days down to get it all set up and try and get the interface working. And then he smashed out them in two and a half days, smashed the rest of them out. Like it was a battle. So yes, drums for our first live experience. Uh, I, I tell a lie, sorry. We did live drums on part two EP. 
um but the album previously was definitely programmed and yeah to do a whole album live drums it was it was harder than expected mission dude mission but i mean the guitar work on this thing also is, is incredible you guys are riff masters i gotta say thank you um thank you. i like the bit at the end of uh strength in numbers is that yes dude yes yeah 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 that's the one because i've listened to it on loop for the last week and that's thank the you. bit i keep going back to i'm like man i fucking love that riff eh? um yeah has have you got a riff or, or 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 like a lead part that you're particularly proud of and keen to play live? Um, that's a great question. I think solos they are what they are, so I'm not particularly you know overly like oh I'm keen to play that. Um, I think for me the thing I'm actually really keen if we look at guitar wise, mm, probably the dark. I'm looking forward to playing live um, just because you know some of that lead work in the dark is really really cool and I really like that um blood of the father there's some cool guitar there's too many cool riffs yeah, to really yeah, yeah. man like as you said we we're not i don't, I don't quite ourselves as riff masters but the riff is really important to us that's what we do um it's what we love to do um, but overall the thing i'm looking forward to doing the most is actually the ending vocal section in through it all um because for me it's the most uh vulnerable and exposing vocal section for me um because it's something that i'm you know i'm attached to those lyrics uh, in a personal way so i'm really looking forward to that um but yeah you know i'm, I'm gonna be keen to play any of those riffs live because they're <laughs> all fucking cool <laughs> yeah man how was it recording vocals for this one um it was good um it was business as usual for the most part uh i'm kind of used to it now um but there were some different things vocally so you know yeah. the opening track um, where I'm kind of doing a Shogun style scream, um, kind of heavy scream thing. That was, yeah, different. Uh, so that was kind of sucky doing a new technique. And then some of the clean bits that I'm actually doing is very different as well. I guess the hardest part of that was it was more of a uh, on the fly thing. So I don't go in with a lot of vocal ideas. I have the structure of the song and some lyrics and we piece it together. And yeah. so the producer's like, hey you should try this here's how you do the vocal technique because he's a vocal teacher too and so i learned the vocal technique in the booth and then laid it down and that happened a couple of times so that was Fun. a challenge but very very cool yeah i know how hard it can be like going in there especially when when you get thrown some curveballs like that man yes. and you sort of it's like that spotlight eh? it's like yeah <laughs> it can be I, and very vulnerable Oh, absolutely. And you feel like, especially doing some of the cleaner stuff. I'm not a clean yeah. singer, but I did some clean stuff on this. And like, you just feel like you're back to square one. You know, I don't know how to sing. I'm not a vocalist. You feel so exposed and back to square one kind of thing. So that was very much, uh, yeah, very different. I pretty much sent everyone out of the uh, studio, except for me and the producer for that. <laughs> so that was like, here's the finished product, guys. Here's not two hours of me trying to do this. <laughs> so it's yeah, but overall, it was good. It sounds really good, dude. You know, and yeah. you must feel like a million bucks that you've you've achieved that too. Because when you hit those goals, personal goals, it's it's a big deal, man. Because now you can move forward with those those extra skills. You know, it's that level up. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always wanted to uh, push my vocals further. I've been a guitar player um, for fifteen years, uh, sixteen years now. I put my vocals for half the time, and so I feel I've got a lot more to learn in the vocal space. And like you said, these are now techniques that are you know in our wheelhouse. It's in the bag, and I can then take them into the next record, and you know maybe utilize them even more uh, on the next record. So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked and keen to uh, to put it out there live. And I I can't wait for people to hear Blood of the Father because that 
first time they hear that different vocal style on that first track, I know that the reaction so far for the closed people that we've shown has been, what the fuck? <laughs> like, whoa, uh, in a good way. So I really want people to see that reaction and be like, all right, what is going on here? Is this the same band? So It's a strong opener too. And another thing about it, I, I can't remember, what's the name of the, the last track? Uh, is it Death Rains From Above, the short, sharp one? I believe so. Because I've had it on loop where it's just, it's one... That's the thing. Yeah, I feel like I should know the names of my own songs <laughs> of the record. <laughs> that's all right. It's not out yet. No, that's right. I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I'm sure I've got it somewhere. I think it's Death Rains from Above, I reckon. Short and sharp. Well, I, I like how... Well, I've got it here. Hang on. Let me have, have a look. Got it? I've had, yeah, because I've, I've had it loaded up. And I've been oh, actually, yeah, I've it. got it here as well. But... Uh, Yes, it is Death Rains from Above, yes. I knew that. Yeah, um, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> but um, I like how, I don't know if it was intentional, but it sounds like there's that connection between the end of that and the start of, of the first track. Ooh. I've had it on, I've literally had it on loop, dude. So I, I've, I've, it felt like it naturally yeah. swings around. Oh, man, I'm happy with that. It was not intentional at all, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, it's sort of, it it, it loops. It's got a nice little, because, you know, sometimes albums will just go, eh, they'll finish. Yeah. And then when it swings back around, it's really sort of noticeable. You go, oh, it's starting again. But it yeah. is back in, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, it was intentional, man. Yeah, yeah sure. see? <laughs> I'll edit this yeah. out and you'll go, yeah, man. But yeah, we man, thought about it. <laughs> sometimes that, that magic, you know what I mean? It's that it, maybe it was in the back of your mind or it wasn't even, you know, it, it was intentional, but it's something that's that's happened that's that's kind of that mm. magic of of songwriting, you know? You let the song and the, the order of the playlist tell you what it wants to do. It's something yeah, look, that works out here, you know? like Yeah, we're, look, we're conscious of the endings of songs in particular. We know that when it's like, cut sharp that's intentional and it's meant to for a reason versus when it fades out or whatever it might be we look at that pretty heavily because that's important to us how the song ends so magic dude <laughs> that's what i'm there gonna say go. <laughs> Thanks, have a listen to it i don't know how you might Absolutely, it's I will. hard because i guess you you wrote it so hearing that from you can't really hear it fresh from somebody else's yeah i mean i'm due for another listen i haven't had a full listen through for probably three weeks now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm probably due for another listen. I like to give a bit of distance between it. I don't want to like, you know, blast it to myself the whole time because I'll start picking things that I could have done differently. <laughs> and it's too late now. So yeah. But then again you might hear that and go, what's this dickhead even talking about? But um yeah, <laughs> but that's but, then, <laughs> but you might be just like, man, what was he talking about the loop? Man, it's there. Trust me, it's there. <laughs> there people and it's awesome. But, uh, you know, another thing is, uh, of course, the concept with, the, you know, the runes. Um, how does that play into the overall, you know, lyrical themes and, and everything going on in there? Mm. Yeah. So I guess the, the rune is a two-part kind of thing. So firstly, it's simplicity. Um, simply because we wanted to go simple. Uh, the Awaken Within was very detailed on the uh, the record in terms of, you know, the artwork. And we wanted to flip that on its head and go simple. And overall for the record cycle, 
and for the live show, we wanted one point of reference. So people see that rune and go, that's the dark, that's the ascended. And that's what we wanted. So it's nice and simple, something easy to kind of latch onto. Um, getting deeper into the rune itself, we kind of left it up to the artist, mm. um, which was Nathan Pye, another local guy and a good friend of ours. And we basically kind of said, you know, give us your vision of, of, of darkness. You know, we were going for something when you look at it and you go, that is dark, that is evil. We wanted something that looks sinister. Uh, and we think that we've captured it. And overall, that kind of is the general, I guess, vibe for the record. Uh, you know, not, not to use the cliche, came, you know, that came from a dark place and stuff like that. But a lot of the songs are, you know, dark in theme. Um, so, yeah. That cover's really powerful, dude. Like when you yeah, see I, the front, cool. it's it's really quite striking. Um, in regards to that, it's, it's kind of like uh, going into war. That's what I got, you know, whether that be personal or, you know, a metaphor. It, it, was that the, the, that the idea behind it? There's, we've actually looked at that kind of like after all this was done is that, and you were talking about, you know, being, uh, you know, riff masters as such, is that um, we are trying to really market this record and ourselves, and uh, which will be coming out in the press release with the album, is that, you know, we are going to war on the riff. Uh, we're going to the war on, you know, on metalcore, if you will. Um, and so there is an element of that as well and uh, an element of kind of interpreting it the way you want. And that's the other side of it is that you've interpreted as, you know, going to war and someone else will interpret as, you know, something evil and scary. And, and the whole idea behind that and a lot of these songs is that you can relate to them in your way. And that's the way I wanted it to be is that you can relate to the dark, for example, can be relatable in so many ways uh, with the lyrical content. And that's the same with a lot of the songs is that, you know, take what you want out of it. And that's what we want. Looks awesome on merch too. Oh, yes, it does. It does. <laughs> Look, and that was, comes down to simplicity, man. Like yep. simple looks good it stands out um so yeah we're stoked with the new line of merch too if we wore our own merch we'd wear it 100 but you know it's a rule that we have we don't wear our own really? merch. but i'd love yeah we none of us would ever do it um it's something that we actively have you know agreed in that we would never wear our own merch um but you know that long sleeve white tee looks so cool it's pretty good eh? really, really <laughs> but you know i can't wear it <laughs> um, maybe after the band's over i might wear it five years later I've only just started wearing my old band that like died, you know, 10 years ago, just started wearing that shirt recently. So it'll be a long time before I get to wear the merch, but it is cool. <laughs> At least if you got or got it there, you know what I mean? At least you've sort of, yeah. you got yeah, it. I've got it. I've got one of every shirt we've ever done. I've got, I've got it there. So, yeah. So are you, are you planning on ca uh, carrying that rune into future releases and, and projects and things like that? Is it, is it going to be like this symbol for the band? I don't think so. It's not really uh, talked about. It's certainly not the, uh, the intention at this stage. It's just for this record cycle. I can't see it going into the next record or the next whatever it might be. It might make an appearance as kind of a throwback because I've got some ideas with uh, some other interesting things uh, for the band that's not yeah, necessarily cool. musical or whatever it is, and that will probably feature, um, but it probably won't carry on. It's not a symbol for the band. It's cool, but but uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what you guys come up with next. But you know, of course, you've got the uh, the video for the single for the dark as well. And mm -hmm. you know, with the dude, he seems like he's trapped in a loop. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Mm-hmm. So where did that come from? Um, I think that was the, um, just, that's just a lyrical theme. And I think when I was writing it, it was, you know, I was going through some stuff myself, but I was never been one to really put that into a song. Uh, as to, as I've said many times to quote, um, uh, Matt Tuck from Bullet from a Valentine, it's manufactured emotion is always what it's been. And that's what Bullet He's openly said that, you know, Bullet's got some love song and heartbreak songs, half of the songs are, but he's openly said that it's all manufactured and it's not real. And that's kind of where I've always come up from a lyrical point, except when it came to a couple of these songs where I was actually going through some stuff. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to put it out there as I'm going through this. I want it to be open-ended. And so that cycle is to represent whatever the listener might be going through and not being able to get out of it and whatever it might be. So it's there's a little bit of, you know, myself in there, but I'll, once again, wanted to keep it open-ended. So, yeah. Talking about love songs, that's something I guess, I've spoken to other couple of dudes, I struggle with. I can't write love stuff. I, as much as I've tried, it just never. Do you find that? How, how do you sort of go with that? Uh, once again, man, manufactured emotion. Yeah. Um, I haven't done one. Uh, and most of the songs are actually like, you know, the opposite of that as such, you know, they're from going through the ending of relationships and things like yes. that. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying I'll never write a, a love song as such, but I mean, I probably would struggle because it's trying to find that balance of being cliche and tacky yes. and keeping it metal. And obviously it's easier to choose those negative subjects in metal. Um, I mean, look at bullets. A lot of their love songs are actually in the negative side of love. They've got a couple of, you know, upbeat ones but the negative side of love being breakups or the loss of someone is really yes. their wheelhouse so i think it's it is quite hard in our style to do that kind of thing um but you know someone out there probably knows how to do it. it's just not me <laughs> there's only a couple that i that i well i can kind of think of that kind of do but it's just it is very difficult to to do in metal hey <laughs> oh, i think it's also about uh, that vulnerability and yes. whether you're willing to go to that level and you know maybe a lot of us metal dudes aren't wanting to go that way not saying that we've got this hard shell yeah, yeah, yeah. not the case but you know there is a certain kind of area you play with in vocals i guess if you will but you know i could, could just be talking shit here and someone might be going oh, i write love songs all the time and credit to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i feel the exact same way exact same way bro so, yeah <laughs> But, um, of course, you're going to be hitting the road with Desecrator and Harlot for this massive run of shows. Um, mm. I know things are a little crazy right now, but where's where's the tour at at the moment? Uh, all I'm going to say is that we are dedicated uh, to getting these shows to happen. So that we're going to have we're, we're going to play these. You know, one way or another, whether it be on the run that's set right now or whether we have to move them around, we're all committed to making sure that we get to these places. Um, So, yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, being, you know, two weeks out from the start of a tour and the pandemic seems to be getting a bit worse, things are a bit iffy at the moment. It's obviously watch and act 
uh, a lot of the time. But, you know, there may come a time where we have to make a call for some of those shows for the benefit of the run of the tour as well, because we don't want to make it too broken up. Um, so all I can say is that the shows that are listed and the places that we're planning to come to, we will be going to. Yeah, I mean, you've toured with those guys before, played plenty of shows with them. Both yep. those bands. Yeah, we have. Yes. Good dudes. Oh, absolutely good dudes. And this tour, it's it makes sense for, for uh, the three of our bands because we've all got newer records out. Um, we're all, you know, we've all been working hard in, in our respective areas of music. You know, they're two thrash bands, obviously, and we're a more metalcore side, which kind of makes the package even cooler, I think, because you're going to get uh, a lot of crossover crowds. We do um, play into the thrashier side of metalcore, so I think that we'll fit okay. Um, and it's just a good bunch of dudes playing some cool shows, some I guess road warriors, we've all worked hard and been on the road a lot out of, you know, all the bands that are out there in Melbourne. Uh, we're certainly up there in terms of the bands that have been doing a lot. So, yeah, the tour makes sense and, and we can't wait to do it. Yeah. And it get messy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Lots of absolutely. people, mate. mate. Absolutely. That's the so, dream. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Ah, yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be mad fun. I think we've already talked about like playing Magic the Gathering and stuff on the road. So you know, once again, we're all nerds as well. So that's the way to do it. That's the way. To, well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be seeing you guys at Mo's on the Gold Coast. Yeah, nice, where I'm at. nice. Um, that's that's uh on October 24, and that's the after Halloween hysteria in Brisbane, yes. which is also yeah. gonna be awesome. Uh, man, have you guys played the coast before? No, we've played Brisbane once or twice, yeah. um, but never got down that far. We went there for you know a day off, but we never played there. We couldn't line it up. So, and this time, you know, we're expanding out to some places we've never been before. And Gold Coast has always been one we want to. I mean, it makes sense to fly in there and and do the weekend. So, yeah, yeah we're stoked, mate. Make sure you send Christian. Shout out to I always do this whenever I talk about Mo's. Shout out to Christian from Mo's, awesome dude, man. You're gonna. Oh, he's been Mo's. so good. He's been so good to deal with. He's awesome. been, yeah, fantastic. So I imagine that, you know, now that the relationship is formed, we'll play the Gold Coast more. Oh, dude, make sure you send him your big logo, big high res, because they got this yep. big fuck off screen behind the stage. And nice. then you can even send your video clip and oh, like, man, that's play cool. behind it. It's, man, it's quality. It's like, the, yeah, that's awesome. Such a sick venue. So, yeah, man, we're going to feel like rock stars. That's the man. business. <laughs> like, when you get photos back, if you get a good photographer for Mo's, man, like it looks massive. It's yeah, nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm keen. I love the Gold Coast. It's just a cool place to be. And, um, you know, it'll be a good time to be there. So, yeah, keen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned before you've toured the country before. Yeah, twice, times? I think. twice. Yeah, I think twice or three times. We've played a lot, man. In our sh short career, as such, we have we've played a heap. So yeah, we've been around the block a few times. Was it? Did you do? Did you toured with Unearth? Uh, so that was two has been rescheduled. So we're meant to tour okay. with Unearth, and that's you know obviously in the wings to uh, to wait and act. So uh, on the promoter for that show. So yes. I'm still in contact with them, and um, still you know it's still happening, and we've got dates locked in. Uh, we're just waiting before we announce anything because I don't. The last thing I want to do is just announce the tour, reschedule, announce, reschedule, reschedule. I, you know, we all just decided let's just wait to when the time is right. Um, you know, not saying there's anything wrong with rescheduling many times like a lot of promoters have, but I'm feeling that I'd rather just wait until it's going to be a goer. That, that's going to be awesome, man. When it does. Because oh. I remember seeing it and I was like, that's so sick. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. 
man they're one of my favorite bands um of, of all time and yeah to to get that lined up and to get them on board and still be talking doing that contact is is unreal and it looks like I think they've just said that they're going to have their new record out next year. So, I mean, the timing will probably be fine and it'll be good because, you know, they'll be on the back of a new record. So, That's yeah. it. That's it, man. And, uh, I mean, you toured Japan in 2019, yes. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, sure did. Yeah. That's my dream. My dream to, like, tour Japan. It was a, a dream come true for us. Yeah, it was, it was sick. We had the best time. Uh, the place was amazing just with, you know, the four of us, you know, best mates just having a great time playing music. There's what more could you ask for, man? For, for that week, we we felt like rock stars, you know, we're like, we've made it, you know, and we've always said success is what you make it. So we're a successful band. So, yeah, simple as that. How did you find the venues and, and you know, uh, the, the bands you played with over there? Because I've just heard nothing but fucking awesome things about playing japan and how how they treat bands and stuff yep yeah so so the venues are unreal so you know we played um you know smaller club style venues and a lot and like literally underground venues and stuff and their sound systems in these you know 150 200 people rooms were probably as on par with the sound system you get say you know your max watts you know like the sound was fucking unreal and it comes down to pride they're obviously a very proud nation. They take pride in what they do. And so no, no matter what, you know, if you're playing to 50 people in a small club, that sound has got to be like you're in an arena. And it was. It was unreal. Um, the bands is interesting because they throw – it's more alternative. So they'll throw anything that's abstract and alternative, they'll throw on there. So from solo acts to punk rock to two drum bands – all the way to some, man, some sick bands, some <laughs> sick metal metal bands that we played with. Like, you got the whole lot. Um, and, yeah, it was just unreal to sit back and watch these bands and play with them. And the whole etiquette is cool, too, because you go in there and you have, like, a pre-show um, meeting with all the bands and you all introduce each other, you know, yourselves to each other and get familiar as much as you can we had a translator luckily so you get used to all that and then afterwards um you pretty much do an end of night thing together where you all have a, a drink together and it's customary that you you pretty much all toast and have a drink at the end of the night so it's really keeping that bond there's none of this you know play and, and bugger off thing that yeah, australia yeah, seems yeah. to have it's um <laughs> you're there from start to finish um supporting and and you know getting to know each other and yeah it was it was unreal that's sick Man, yeah. could learn a lot cool. there. Hey. Oh, oh, absolutely. I hope that we get to go back. Um, I'd love to think we will. Uh, you know, obviously, don't know when we're going to be able to do that, but I'd like to think that we can get back there at some point um, just to, to play again because that whole experience was, yeah, unreal. Man, that's a dream. That's a dream. But, I mean, <laughs> you, D- Destruct Agency, yes. that's that's you. Dude, like I've seen yes, you it work, is. and it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, how how'd you get into that? I mean, where where'd that begin for you? Um, so that's been going for over ten years now. Before Ascended, so in my previous band, um, it always came down to the DIY, and it was the attitude of uh, we were never going to sit around and wait for opportunities to fall in our laps. We take them and grab them by the balls and do it ourselves. And so, you know, a, a friend of mine in my old band, we kind of just started booking shows um, just in the area and around the place. Uh, and the scene was, you know, thriving uh, back then 10 years ago. So it was, you know, we needed a banner to come under. 
And then Destruct Agency has gone through a lot of changes. At one point, you know, there was four of us working on it. Uh, and then that's kind of just dwindled back to just me, where it's pretty much how I just run everything out of the Ascended Wise. Um, so, yeah, I've been in the promoting game for over 10 years. It was just a matter of being able to just it's just do it ourselves. And now that I've been doing it for so long, it's, you know, kind of got a name, got a reputation. A lot of the venues where we're lucky enough to, when we want to tour, we just tour. You know, a lot of bands, you know, have to find shows and we're lucky enough not to worry about that because I'm able to do it through the agency. So, yeah. That's awesome, dude. You're doing And I guess maybe I just don't trust other people <laughs> to do it for us. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I definitely know that one. Okay. <laughs> There's some great promoters out there and everyone we've worked with in general has been pretty good. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, uh, we we play it safe and don't, we don't want to get screwed over. So it's, it, it's pros and cons of doing our own booking um but so far it's it's you know it's always been a, a pro you know it's always way outweighed the bad so yeah awesome man awesome well what, what's next for uh you guys i know you got the album and the, and the tour coming up mm-hmm. what else you got cooking up behind the scenes bro yeah so um we're gonna do a, a vinyl uh release in 12 months time so the plan is to celebrate 12 months of the record we'll do a vinyl release um as i said in some other interviews and podcasts is that for this record cycle which is i think it's unusual for a lot of bands to do we're going to do six singles on this one oh, wow. um so yeah we're going to do probably at least three um you know full video clips like the dark um embrace of suffering which is coming out in five or four days is um is a lyric video so we'll do a combination of lyric videos and actual video clips um simply because uh, a, we think that there's six, at least six songs that deserve the limelight because there's some bloody good songs. Um, and it's about keeping that content up for people. And especially right now when we can't exactly go to shows uh, as much as we'd like to, uh, we're in our homes more than we are now uh, and more than we have been. So we thought let's just do six singles and really get it out there. Keep that content up for people. Keep them engaged with the band uh, as long as possible because we really, really want to make this album last that 12 to 18 months and still have people talking about it so six singles vinyl uh, is what's in the immediate kind of uh, plan uh, and then tossing up some ideas about you know what is going to be next uh, I think we've pretty much come to the conclusion that there will be another record of some description so um, yeah there will be whether it's album three or an EP um, because there's the ascended story, which is what part one and two was made up of. I do want to go yeah. back to that. Um, so whether it's an EP or another album, uh, but there will be more music coming from us that's original down the track. So I think there's yeah a lot to uh, look forward to. Um, considering a graphic novel as well oh, um, in, in the ascended world. Um, so there's lots of things uh, on the card. So we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I like that idea, the graphic novel, dude. Yeah, it's something I've had yeah. in the back of my mind for a while and actually want to maybe continue that ascended story and have part three as the graphic novel and not an EP um, and kind of, you know, summarize some of these characters rap and, you know, kind of explain the story so far and continue it on. Um, Cause I always imagined and had thought that the ascended world or what we are as a band is bigger than the music. And I really want to stamp that by putting out a different product. So I think that at some point, yeah, there'll be a graphic novel. Hey, that sounds awesome, dude. Well, uh, thanks for hanging on the show, man. Oh, thank you so much. Is that a Budweiser? No, it's a oh, look like a Yangi, my favorite drink. Oh, not they are, it's a great uh, beer. Great beer. 
cheap but not nasty from New Zealand. Yeah, I, I don't have a beer, but if I had one, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. man, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, yeah, it's cool. And um, yeah, thanks for help spreading the word of the dark. Yeah, it's good. Of course, and we'll have all the links down here as always. Say, uh, dude, I will see you at Mo's. Yes, you will. I'm looking forward to it, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 